Neil, and welcome to episode four of Athletics Weekly's new and exclusive podcast. It's based on Ask the Athlete video series, where we dive into the lives of world-class athletes through questions sent through by you, members of the public. What makes them tick? What's their mentality? What processes have made them the athlete and person they are today? On this episode, we go back to recording we did in March with Holly Arnold, F46 Javelin Paralympic, four-time world, European and Commonwealth champion. She chats at AW about proving her career advisor wrong to become Paralympic champion, the similarities and differences when competing for Wales and Great Britain, living on just 600 calories a day and overcoming her fears and I'm a celebrity, get me out of fear, and so much more. I'm Holly Arnold. I'm the F46 Paralympic Javelin Champion. I also hold four major titles, which include Paralympic, Commonwealth, World and European titles. So today you've got some questions for me. So let's get ahead and start with question number one. Who was your role model growing up when you were competing? Okay, so obviously I'm still competing. The person who was my major, major, major role model was Jessica Ennis Hill. You know, she's a fantastic person. She's so strong. Um, the fact that she, you know, didn't get to go to Beijing because of her injuries um, just blew my mind when she came back and she learned everything on the other foot. I just, you know, she is an inspiration for everybody out there and especially for women. So uh, yeah, definitely Jessica Ennis Hill. Okay, number two, were you gutted about the Paralympics not going ahead last summer or is this a blessing in disguise for you to get more training for this summer? Okay, so yes, I was absolutely gutted that the Paralympics wasn't going on this year. You know, it took me a big mental step back to be able to realize that what I do day in and day out for training, that wasn't going to happen. So I felt like I'd lost a lot of structure in my life. Um, I was very disappointed. You know, I was hopefully going to go out there and defend Paralympic champion title. Um, it was really hard. And I don't feel like even though now it's 2021 going on for hopefully Tokyo, I don't feel like I've gained that much um, extra training because of all of the COVID situations last year. But hopefully Tokyo is going ahead this year and that's what we have to plan for. And again, that's what we train for. We train for these major championships. So um, fingers crossed, everything will go okay in Tokyo. Okay, number three. Were there ever times when people told you that your disability would hold you back from achieving your dreams? And did this just motivate you even more? So I remember a time at school there was a career advisor who came around and sat me down and, you know, asked me questions and said, you know, what, what do you want to be when you grow older? And I said, I want to be a Paralympic athlete. And he sort of kind of smirked a little bit and a little bit of a laugh and kind of said, well, that's not a real job. And I said, it is a real job because you get paid to win medals and, you know, there's funding involved. And so it is a job and that's what I want to do. And he, you know, he wasn't really supportive. He didn't really understand that I wanted to be a Paralympic athlete. So I guess kind of sitting here today is uh, kind of proving him wrong. And uh, I am a Paralympic athlete and a Paralympic champion. So uh, yes, it did motivate me. It made me feel like I wanted to prove him wrong. That, of course, that wasn't all 
um, the mentality wanting to be a Paralympian, of course not. But um, yeah, I guess it drove me a little bit to, to prove them wrong. Okay, number four. Which athletes slash athletes have inspired you during your career? So I have a lot of people who have inspired me. I've got a long list, so I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of the people who have inspired me are my friends in the Paralympics. You know, I train and, and see people, my friends compete, you know, what they do in a day-to-day basis, how they train, what they sacrifice. And it's really inspiring knowing that these are my like my best friends. I, I've been grown up with them. We've we've travelled together. We've have my major ups and downs together. And I think sometimes you know the people who are close to you the most, I guess, as an athlete, we all understand each other. We get that we have to be selfish at times and understand our training and our structure in our lives. So I can't say you know who is my inspiration, but. Um, a lot of it, you know, is, is, you know, my training friends and is, is the, my competition friends that I see around the world. Uh, they're incredible. And let's hope I can get to watch them in Tokyo. Okay. Number five, does it feel different competing for Wales and for team GB? And do you experience the same level of pride either way? It's a really good question. Um, obviously I represented Wales in the Commonwealth games in 2018 in Australia now, you know, there's always a bit of a debate, you know, oh, you're English or you're Welsh. Um, at the end of the day, yes, I was born English. I moved to Wales when I was 15. I lived there for seven years. So I have my own residency to compete for Wales. And I had the chance to compete for Wales. And not only that, was the Welsh team looked after me so well. You know, a lot of my friends like Olivia Breen was there and we got to mix around with the able-bodied, which again, in the Commonwealth, I've never had that experience before because my event, my F46 disability event, was never in the Commonwealth Games before. So it was a whole new experience and I was just as proud to put on the Welsh kit as I I'm so proud to put the Great Brain kit on every time. You know, it was an, it was amazing. It was a different experience, but I absolutely loved it. Okay, that was a good question. <laughs> uh, number six, if you can't reach a target you set yourself, how do you mentally overcome it? Okay, so it's always really disappointing when you set yourself goals and you don't achieve that. So for me mentally, I've learned in the last few years of being an athlete that we, I have to set little goals. So, you know, it doesn't always have to be in athletics life. It's sometimes making sure that you do the washing and you've got everything prepared and you've got your food, you know, the night before ready for training, you've answered your emails. And because all these little things impact like mentally um, on my training. So for me, it was organization. So it was being mentally you know, good enough to be more organized, to get ready for training, to sort everything out, make sure everything's run smoothly. And, you know, it sounds really silly, but, you know, mentally that's really helped me. And, you know, and also we need little goals. You know, we in our lives, we sometimes we, we set the bar too high with expectation. And sometimes we can't, can't always live up to that. But, you know, that doesn't mean that the dreams and high, high standards are still there. It's just setting them little goals each time, each time to get to the big goal. And for me, that's how I mentally deal with it. Okay, number seven, 
How do you, sorry, I'll say that again. <laughs> Number seven, do you miss being on I'm a Celebrity? Yes, I do miss being on I'm a Celebrity. I do not miss the beans and rice. I do not miss how cold it is, but I miss the people. I miss the environment. I, I miss being in somewhere different and completely, you know, challenging. And, um, you know, we speak to the guys regularly. We have a WhatsApp group, so we do as much as we can. And of course, because of COVID, we can't meet up yet, but hopefully, fingers crossed when the rules, you know, decide that we can actually meet people in different households even more. And we will definitely catch up because I've made some incredible friendships with them guys and they really impacted me. Um, you know, just like on my life and how I look at things and you got to know the real people in there. Maybe you didn't see that on the TV because unfortunately it's always edited, but you know, I had the best time ever and I really do miss being on I'm a Celebrity. Okay, number eight. How did going on I'm a Celeb mentally, emotionally and physically compare to athletics? Okay, that's a good, really good question actually. For me, I think it was very similar because there's always, there was always challenges for me, you know, um, I went in there wanting to show people around the world that just because I have a disability doesn't, doesn't affect me. I don't want that to affect me. And, um, it's, it's so hard because I can prepare for training. I couldn't prepare for whatever challenge, um, I was going to be doing and I'm a celebrity, you know, we didn't have a, we didn't have a preview of what we're going to do. It was, if you get selected to do it, that's it. So, um, I think it was more mentally challenging at times because it was cold. Um, I'm used to eating a regular sort of athlete's diet. Um, living on 600 calories with no nutritional value was really tough. And, you know, the tiredness, um, because I had you had no energy, you were always tired, but you couldn't sleep that much because it was really cold. So um, again, in life, athletics life and I'm a celeb I use my strength I realize that I'm a lot more resilient than I thought I was and a lot more stronger than I thought I was and if it wasn't for I'm a celeb I think sometimes them challenges I might have potentially given up um not given up per se just you know really struggled with things but actually it it really sort of invigorated me and I just took them challenges on like I do in everyday life and also athletics Okay, number nine. If you could be number one in the world in another Paralympic sport, what would it be and why? Whoa, that is a tough question. I have never really thought about this before. Um, okay, different sport. Do you know what? This is a really, I'm going to throw it out there. When I was younger, I used to play football. Um, and I played for a little local team and I absolutely loved it. My dad was always standing on the sides. He was shouting and cheering for me. And um, I remember scoring once from like a rest, probably not even hard, but it was a really like hard corner to score from. And I did, I got in the goal and I was like screaming like, yes. And it's just one of the things that you, I never really realized that I was going to be a javelin for her. Um, I loved it, but I never realized I was going to be in the position I am today. So, um, but yeah, football is a real, a real different one for me. But I think I chose football because it's, it's a team sport. So, of course, javelin is a singular event. But, you know, there's a big team around me who support me and get me to, you know, from A to B and especially family. But um, I think I would really enjoy the fact that being in team together and 
you know, n- never letting anyone down because I never want to let anybody down in athletics. So I think having that sort of team and the banter and uh, would very much remind me of that athletics. Good question. <laughs> Number 10, what's your best slash favorite moment while you're on I'm a Celebrity? Oh God, there were so many memories and funny moments, but I think the main one that stands out to me is where we were all sitting by the fire and Reach Song came on, which was uh, which was G Song. And we just all sort of like screamed and got really giddy and was just laughing and dancing and singing to it. And it was just kind of like that that stop stop moment where I kind of felt like I was like looking outside and just could see everybody and everybody smiling. And it was just one of the nicest things ever. You know, you came into this, this program meeting 11 strangers technically and just just you know learning and um living with them and understanding them and just being around them I don't know it just made me so happy I've never felt so happy in my entire life sort of with them guys so they really brought my you know proper holly out and that moment yeah I love I'd love to go back there and sit by the campfire but uh maybe eat a little bit more calories than 600 um but really good question thank you for that okay so number 11, who is your favorite training partner and why? So um, people would be like, really? So a lot of um, my training partners, we train at different times because a lot of them are at university. So as I'm a full-time athlete, you know, of course they have to juggle university as well, which I really take my hat off to them because it's incredibly hard. Um, so really my training partner is my coach. Um, so I coach Dave Turner we train together. Obviously, sometimes he joins in. Sometimes I make him join in because I'm like, well, you set me this program. You set me this session to do so you can do it with me. Um, and not always he likes it, but sometimes it's like, oh, I need to do some training. So I'm going to train with you and help you. And it's just, you know, we can have a laugh together. You know, we've got a real good coach and athlete relationship. We can have fun. We can have banter. We're serious, you know. Um, it's a really nice mixture for the training environment that I need. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, here's my uh, favorite training partner. <laughs> I hope he doesn't see this. Oh, dear. Number 12. Did I'm a celeb impact your attitude to training in any way? Yeah, I do. I really do. Um, you know, it was a hard year in 2020 for me and a lot of people around the world, but especially with the Paralympics not being on. Um like I said, I felt like I'd lost my path a little bit and I sort of lost my spark. I didn't particularly feel like me. And sort of when I went in time with celebrity again, I found that strength again. I found that resilience and um, I was definitely a lot happier, which was really nice to feel. And, you know, I miss training a lot. I miss the people. I miss my coach and just the environment. So I felt like it made me hungry um, you know, for, for this year, for 2021, for Tokyo. And um, it made me more, even more determined to come back and um, prove to myself who I am and what I can achieve. Um, and it really did help me be the moment celebrity. So yeah, really good question that. Thank you. Okay, so number 13, how do you overcome your nerves when it comes to competition day? Um, so I'm a real nervous person. Um, for me, I try and plan things. So 
I try and listen to music a lot. So you know, music is like my life. I listen to it all the time, every day. Um, and I've got, you know, a certain set of songs for training competition. And I kind of listen to that. And, you know, sometimes you can't always plan things because at the end of the day, you have to control the controllables, right? So um, I just do what makes me happy and eases the nerves because you're always going to be nervous because at the end of the day, it's it's exciting nerves as well, you know, and it's good to have, as my dad says, fire in your belly. Um, cause that's what you want. So I know if I am nervous, it means I want it. It means I'm passionate about it. And I've sacrificed a lot, you know, to, to get wherever I am. So, um, again, for me is my music just, you know, channeling, channeling, ugh, say again. <laughs> channeling everything in, uh, with music and just, you know, real good vibes. And I feel like that sort of really energizes me. Um, so yeah, music's for me. Okay, now we have the last one, um, number 14. What would you do for a career if you wasn't an athlete? Oh, that is, um, that's a tough one. I don't really think I've thought about. I sometimes have to think about, you know, potentially retiring, such would, not yet. Um, I maybe would think it would probably be in sport. Um, I've always loved obviously being in sport and also I never really had sort of a, you know, disabled person who, who represented javelin when I was younger. So I never really had someone like that to look up to. Of course, I looked up to Jessica Ennis and Hill, but you know, just a single javelin for, I never really had that. So, um, you know, maybe one day I could make a coach um and, and give back to that sport and again I've lived it for a, a very long time I you know I went to Beijing um Paralympics in 2008 for when I was 14 years old so I feel like I've been doing this for a very long time I've had experience hopefully um for Tokyo this will be my fourth Paralympic so um I guess I've got some experience and hopefully knowledge to give back um but you know what it sounds really silly but since I'm a celebrity I feel like there also is different paths you can take. So even though I get really nervous around being on media and um, even doing this today, I'm, I got a little bit nervous going ahead um, and speaking about this, but you know, I would love to maybe be involved in the media and, and having a different career because um, you never know what's out there and, and, and what you know, paths you can take. So I'm really open. I'm really open now to uh, what, what, you know, what could happen in, in in the future but um i think i would quite like to be in sport first maybe so uh so yeah thanks for listening to this episode of ask the athletes if you love what you heard then please subscribe to the podcast it means you'll be notified when a new episode is out and you can also like and leave a review and if you felt inspired or just really want to listen to it on a walk jog or while training then please share it with others as it may make a difference to them. Stay tuned for next week's episode, but until then, goodbye.